This morning, the Supreme Court recognized that the Constitution guarantees marriage equality. Open relationship, but how do you tell your partner about it? <laughs> what a journey, right? But we still need to change. We need to listen. And I'm here to learn. Welcome to Dear Queer People. People. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to um, another episode of Dear Queer People. I'm so excited because, I mean, you guys couldn't hear this, but before bring her in, we have a little chat, we talk, we kiki, um, and I have the pleasure to to chat with her a little bit. Um, she's coming from uh, television recently, which I'm excited to talk about that with her, but also... She has been um, an advocate um, for disability rights. Uh, she has been an advocate for queer rights as well. Uh, she is a fashion model. <laughs> so, Gillian Mercado. Gillian, hola, hola, hola. Hola, Carlos. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and I can feel your energy already and it makes me just happy. I have to say that. And and right now with all the situation, I appreciate that. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. I, I feeling is mutual. I feel, you know, it's I think it's a Latin, you know, frequency that we have here. Yeah, it's just like it feels warm, you know? It feels like, okay, let's do this, you know? It's, it's, oh, we're in it's, family. It's a, we're in family. Uh, so how are you joining the late, right? I am. I currently live in LA. I've been here for two years now. Yeah. So but you're a New Yorker. I am a born and bred, nacido and criado in New York City. Yes, um, honey. Yeah, all my life. It's the only place I lived before. Um, and Los Angeles now is the second place. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not complaining with the weather right no. now in California no. at all. Can't. You can't complain the weather here. No, not at all. You can complain about everything else but the weather. It's beautiful every single day. I should be right now, actually, in this day, that I should be in LA. But with everything that happened, also, can you believe I've never been in LA? Oh, no way. I know. I know. I have so many friends there that I need to visit. It's like when people from California tell me they've never been to New York. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. It's How? like, uh, are, like, where have you been? We're like sister states. or cities. Exactly. Sorry. Sister exactly. states. Exactly. What, yeah. What's going on with you? But anyhow, well, talking <laughs> about you, I'm so excited to bring you here. I mean, because, uh, first of all, I admire everything that you have been doing um, and to be vocal about a lot of things that in our community needs as well. Mm-hmm. But also I want to talk about your 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 career uh, because this space is also to inspire people and we can have a little chat about everything uh, that we want. But also I want people to know you. So can, tell us a little bit because I, I, I touched a little bit about the fashion, about the, yes. the, the, the show itself. But tell us on your own words, who is Gillian Mercado? <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you saying my name correctly. 
Um, I actually, it's, it's funny because I rather people tell it in Spanish than in English. I don't know. It gives it like yeah. a little bit of spice. Um, yeah, it's like like a, like a sasa like a sasong. You know, yeah, like a sasong. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, well, um, whoever is hearing and doesn't quite know me, hello. Um, uh, as I said before, I'm from New York, um, New York City. Uh, was raised um, in the like around the Upper West Side, um, basically like the middle of Upper West Side and Spanish Harlem, where all of my culture is at. Um, and I have a physical uh, visible disability, um, which is muscular dystrophy. Uh, and yeah, I've had it since forever, since 33 years ago, I studied, um, at fashion Institute of technology, which is a fashion school in New York for a very long time (laughs) for four years, I believe. And, you know, from there, it was just like interning, working at a lot of industry places like magazines and, um, jewelry designers, uh, fashion designers. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I love this world so, 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 so much, even after graduating, um, that I started working with a few of my friends and I got to meet, uh, the creative director at the time of Diesel. He's also known for Lady Gaga's, um, outfits when he first started, um, Nicola, And he had me on my first modeling job, which was for a worldwide diesel campaign. Wow. And that's how it all started. It kind of all exploded from that. Um, That campaign went viral um, because it was done. It was like first of its kind um, to put somebody who has a visible disability on a worldwide campaign. That's not that is about fashion. You know, it was Mm -hmm. about high fashion. Um, and yeah, so then, you know, from there I had to really, you know, think about my career my future and where I actually want to go. And I remember my mom has always said, you know, whatever you do, just make sure you love it and you're happy. You know, I think that's a privilege to say, but it was so important for me at the time that I can feel like I would have support no matter what I do. Um, and fashion the fashion industry was a place where I felt at home, (laughs) even as crazy as that sounds, but I felt my community there. I felt um, that I can be myself around everyone. And um, at the time I was like, this is, this is where I need to go. And I took the advantage and opportunity of this campaign going viral to, you know, actually leave a mark in the industry. Um, And yeah, I've done, so many wild jobs since then. <laughs> what, which one is your favorite so far? Oh, there's so many favorite. I mean, there's a lot of. There's. I mean, give me at least two or three. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh. Okay. Okay. Um. I think forever it will be being working with Beyonce. That was. That I'm sorry. Be, Who has to be top top? I was expecting that name already <laughs> because, I, of course, I did my homework. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, do you work directly with God? I, I, I did. Um, she, <laughs> God is a she and goes by Beyonce. Yes. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, 
Beyonce's God, just to let you know. And then it's Oprah. <laughs> exactly. Um, she. It was amazing. I mean, it, I mean, it's Beyonce. I don't know what to say. It, it was amazing. It was an amazing opportunity. It definitely furthered my career for sure. Um, to be under her, you know, creative process, um, mm-hmm. and be the face of uh, one of the faces of it. Um, so that was amazing. And I think the second one probably has to be because I'm from New York. Um, which is when I was in a, a beauty campaign for Olay and my poster was in Times Square. Wow. That what a surreal moment. What are you feeling that, in, in that precisely moment? I think I blacked out. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, mean, I, mean, I don't blame know. You. It's like, you know, I, I don't even know. I, it happened a, a year or two ago and I still can't even tell you, you know, how happy and proud and of myself but like everybody who's been with me on this journey um just to see you know me just being me on a poster it's amazing and knowing that like you know that that specific location has so much tourism and so many communities passing by at every minute of, of every hour you know that I'm just like, wow, the thousands and thousands and millions of people that have probably seen me in Times Square is crazy to even think about. Um, and it was there for like a month. Wow. I know. I'm yeah. sure I'm, I, I'm sure I saw you at one point, <laughs> of course, walking around New York. Yeah. Yes. I, I, would say, I would say those. I mean, like I said, there's so many great jobs that I've done. But yeah. Those were definitely milestones for sure. I mean, I will have a literally, literally, I will have, I don't know, the picture of the campaign Beyonce in the door of my house. So everyone can know that I was the image of a campaign created, curated by Beyonce now. I mean, this is, this is uh, like major letters. This is letters in caps. I mean, major. 100%. <laughs> I mean, you're major. I mean, oh. like, like the fact of doing that, and that's why I found you so inspirational. I have to thank uh, Jace Cannon to to actually put us in in, in this campaign together mm-hmm. for the Alifornia Center yeah. that is working towards the LGBTQ homeless youth. So, you guys, if you're listening this in any platform, um, go to the Alifornia Center dot o. I think it's ORG or yeah, something. Or, yeah. um, and so you can also be part of the pimple campaign. So uh, Gillian, what I love about you is is, is that is that is the tenacity, is the is the, is the energy, or oh, it's like we call in Latin America chapalante, when it means like <laughs> you know, like you just yes. you just push forward, <laughs> you know, you just push forward, you know, and there's no limitation for you. And I, I'm gonna quote. Uh, something that I found um, looking about you, and it says, for years and years, representation for disability community was not even considered an opportunity to give. Although dozens of movies and stories have come out about us that have received an awards in the highest capacity, our stories were never told by us, which it calls stereotypes and our relatable stories about our lives. And I have to say, I read that really well, so um, applause for me for reading that one. Um, but <laughs> um, I just love everything about this photograph when I was reading about you, uh, when I, I knew about you, uh, because it's basically that. 
um, the, the disability, um, uh, it's, it's, there's a community that's, it's there. It's a community that uh, it, it needs to recognize, it be recognized beyond any stereotype. But at the same time, you're the, the very la- example of, of that, of pushing forwards and not let anything uh, to limit you mm-hmm. to conquer whatever you want to do and look at yourself now. You know, how do you feel like now you, you now someone at home and also you're Latina. Mm-hmm. So which is also great because someone at home can say, hey, if she make it, I can do it. Yeah, honey, I am multidimensional. I am. <laughs> I have a lot of layers to me. I love that. Um, I mean, it, it's amazing. It's, you know, it's something that I take very serious, you know, this job and my position and the opportunities that are given to me. Um because I, I've been on the other side. I know what the other side looks like. And, you know, unfortunately, society has put this, like, bizarre guidebook on, you know, if you have a disability or a visible war or invisible one, for that matter, you're supposed to be this way. You're supposed to act this way. You're supposed to, like, feel this way about life and about yourself. And it's, it's horrible because I, you know, I read the book and I was like, mm, I don't know. This is kind of boring. Um, I'm not that way at all. I was not raised to be that way. My mom was a very strong Latina woman and she was basically what was, was like, there's this thing in Spanish, um, which hopefully I'll translate better in English, but it basically <laughs> said, yo no voy a say semilla para toda la vida, which is, oh, I won't be okay. a seed for your <laughs> It's a horrible translation, but basically meaning that like my mom's not going to be there forever to help them, you know? So we have to like defend for ourselves, and we have to be as independent as possible. And I have the privilege that I can, you know, that I am capable of, you know, living alone and doing things on my own. Um, Obviously with a few like um, adjustments. um, Yeah. But I have the privilege to say that. So you know, that that's how I grew up mentality speaking as far as like, okay, so I can't do this, but what can I do? What can I do to further this project conversation, this, you know, opportunity or whatever, so that I can feel included. Um, and I think it just takes a lot of creative minds to come together and, and, and be like, okay, well, we have this like obstacle. What can we do to like, you know, go through the obstacle? Um, that's pretty much how I survive my whole life and my whole career is having that mentality. Um, but like I was saying before, younger, younger me had no one to look up to like zero. And so Mm -hmm. I would be in a lot of situations where I'm like, if I only knew what to do, or if I only knew like who to talk to or whatever, maybe I won't feel so alone. Maybe I won't feel so like shitty Maybe I won't feel like the world hates me or whatever. And that's unfortunately so many messages that people who have disabilities receive on a daily. Um, feeling like they're not worth it, feeling like they're not a part of society or a part of the world. And, you know, being Latina, we feel that all the time, you know, being in a workplace where we're like, why am I the only colored person here? Why am I the only I'm person of color? Sorry. Um, in this situation or why am I only the Latina person in this situation or why am I only the woman in this situation you know and um, I try in my position to uh, kind of blend that a little 
you know, and, and show people on my platform that, you know, it is possible to get to wherever you want to get to. Um, you just have to think and strategize a lot, <laughs> but it's possible. And it's, 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 be, it's a beautiful feeling to feel that I'm helping a, a community out, even if it's only one person, you know, if, if I can help one person, that's all my job's done. I'm, I'm good. Well, I think, I think, well, basically it's kind of like what I said about this podcast all the time. Um, if this can reach to at least one person, it can inspire one person to just be better and show up better. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's my paycheck, you know? Um, so <laughs> yeah. literally you're, I, I'm already inspired by you. And I have to say that way before knowing about the disability community, um, like I was completely blind by by my own life, you know, and yeah. and and of course, it sometimes it's very normal when you are like surrounded by your friends and the same type of um, uh, routine and work, etc. Oh, yeah. And you don't allow maybe to see or at least recognize or at least maybe realize that oh, yeah, yeah uh, we're here, you know, and 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 and. For example, I met um, one of my good friends, which I love, admire, inspire. He's a life coach. His name is Carson Tuller. Um, he's also a disabled person, and he has just advocate also for 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 the for the community and from a really, of course, perspective of a gay man. But knowing that it's possible, he has been in Villa career as a life coach, and not only that, he has been working in many political campaigns, providing also from a queer visibility, and then watching. I don't know if you watch that show. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, in, in Netflix, uh-huh. it's called a Special. Oh, I love that show. Oh my, I, I love that, that show. He, I actually, um, I messaged him and we went to dinner last year. Or, no, oh, really? lunch. We went to lunch last year. Yes, he's amazing. Oh it is amazing. Well, if you guys don't know, uh, especially it's a show on Netflix that is uh, right. Uh, it's uh, um, written and directed also by Ryan O'Connor, that is the the main actor in the show, and it's basically based on his memoir. And he plays a gay man with uh, cerebral. Um, it's 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 a palsy. Uh-huh. Is that a is that a word? Yeah, terrible palsy. Uh huh. Who decides also to to try to find his his own identity living in L.A., which we know how L.A. can be when it comes with yeah. be, being a gay man, you know, <laughs> and also try to date someone or have a yeah. friend or have, so that blows my mind in in such a in such a huge way to actually say. Wow, I wasn't not even aware of this. Yeah, and you know, um, and you know, like you were saying before of the quote that you got from me about you know representation about movies and TV shows and stuff, how there has been so much people portraying us but never having us in the conversation. You know, I always say, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people in my community or in other communities know for a fact that if you can't, like, if we're not part of the conversation, you can't have a conversation about us. Because you'll never get like the authentic, real stories, and it's been very frustrating seeing these movies win all these awards and recognition and all of that when nobody there like has a disability themselves. And until we get those stories right, I don't think that they're al- they should be allowed to play that. You know, until yeah, sure. there has been enough 
uh, documentaries or movies or show films or TV shows with people who have disabilities actually portraying someone who has a disability and kind of like erasing that whole dialogue of what disability is supposed to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't feel safe and certain that somebody, even if they study a lot, even if they console a lot with someone who has a disability, will ever get it right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and the amazing part about Special, I love how we're talking about the show, but it's it's such a great show. Um, hey, it's such a great show. It also, we were talking all the time, and I talk about that in, in this podcast. It's about visibility. Yes, it's about authentic disability and the fact that yeah. he himself has cerebral palsy and he himself is a, a gay man actually acting these out, these things out can give people who also have a disability kind of like, oh, I see myself, you know, actually this does happen. And, you know, even though our disabilities are different, there was many times where I'm like, the situation is the same. You know, the, the, the communication part is the same. And how you were saying before, like not knowing this is like such a great opportunity to like, no, oh, this is how, you know, they may live their lives. or this is the things that they may go through or whatever. And you get a better understanding and I always think that ignorance is okay as long as you're willing to learn about it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm ignorant in so many things, you know, but I'm willing to learn if somebody tells me, you know. Um, and I think that's powerful. And I think that that's what I try to do all the time as far as like my social media platforms is like, look, not everyone's going to know everything. You know, I'm not even going to know everything about my own disability, <laughs> but I am definitely going to talk about it. I'm definitely going to reach out to people with other disabilities and be like, hey, do you also get this? Or, hey, are you also going through this and whatever? And having like an actual genuine conversation that, that then I can post online about whatever situation is. But I know? think also that approach, it can be a decision, Jeanine, because it, totally. you oh, literally 100%. decide to just have a good oh, yeah. approach and a, and a decision to actually say, you know what, I'm not going to let this define me. And it could be anything. I'm not talking just about disability it could be it, it could be any single circumstances in life it could be the fact that you don't have money or anything oh, yeah. else beyond beyond the queer spectrum everything in life you know and you make the decision to actually hey i'm not gonna let this define me i'm gonna pursue yeah. my dreams i'm gonna pursue my goals and i'm not gonna let also any other person to tell my own story oh, it, because it talking and, and, and going back for example to to movies or to shows etc and Talking in a queer spectrum, transgender people has been also portrayed in the totally. TV and, and and different and different shows, but non-transgender people, and at the same time, those type of characters back in the days and and back in the nineties, eighties, and and also early two thousand, um, it's people that all the time ended up murdered or yeah. killed yeah. or anything else so it was all the time always the victim and not actually the successful transgender or the successful tra- uh, queer person or the, or the successful dis- disabled person you know so so yeah, that's what i'm saying like even though I, mean, I don't know what it is to go through you know so, um a life of someone who's transgendered but i can absolutely sympathize and i can absolutely like understand you know their struggle their what they're going through because it's sometimes similar to what we like we get murdered all the time for like you know people not understanding us or you know in the care of somebody else or whatever and it's horrible yet these things don't get talked about in media which is Mm -hmm. you know why i'm so thankful that i live in a time like right now where we see you know tv shows like pose 
we see TV shows like special um, portraying, you know, stories said and, and lived by the community, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, totally. which is so important. Um, well, one one of the things also that I wanted to 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 bring that up, yeah. and is the fact that you, Miss Beautiful <laughs> Lady, were cast for a very very important show in our community. I know, uh, and actually not so long ago, a, a few <laughs> months ago, uh, for actually the show. reboot of this show that it, it it's uh, I think it's a, a very pioneer show. Yeah. Which happens also after after Queersful. That for me was like yes. church. It was the, f- the first kind of like gay show that I watched in my life. It was it, it was for me like gay porn. I never oh, saw definitely. anything in, in television. <laughs> I never saw two two boys kissing in television. And I remember watching it back in the day. Um, You're like, <gasps> it was. Yeah, it was every Friday at 1 a.m. This is how, how taboo was that it was at 1 a.m. the show. And I watched it almost on mute so my mother cannot oh. hear what I was listening. I can And I recorded in VHS because I was just amazed. And after Crystal, it came the L word. Yeah. Oh, and I you were cast for <laughs> the reboot of the L word Generation Q, which premiered back in December. Uh-huh. Um, and you were set to play Maribel Suarez, which uh-huh. is an immigration attorney. How <laughs> does it feel to be part of such an important, um, uh, talking again about visibility uh, for our community and in such a special way? I mean, the L word is, is huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can also like relate to you watching Careers Book. I used to watch the L word when I was younger, also on like level two, <laughs> like level two, which I like, <laughs> barely can hear anything because I was terrified that like, my mom yeah. would come see me watching people make out and having sex on screen. <laughs> And I was here like 12 or something or 13. Same, I don't know. How I, oh my I, God. I knew that I was not supposed to watch it, but I watched everything. I watched every single Oh, I watch everything. I, I record every <laughs> single thing. And right now for me, it's a Bible. I have the DVDs with me. Oh, like it's a treasure. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, so like I knew from a very young age how pulled into the community I already was. And I think that living in New York City, definitely gave me the green pass and opportunity and like VIP access to the, you know, to the queer and lesbian and gay community so much um, that like growing up, I, I just, I grew up in the community, you know, I used to do nightlife a lot. I used to hang out with Amanda Lepore a lot. I used to go to Susan Barch's parties a lot. Yay. Like I was like in, 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 in nightlife before, you know, my whole, career really um so it it was always a part of me and the fact that you know kind of full circle in a weird way that I was casted in this tv show um it it warmed my heart so much when I got the opportunity to do so because you know I, I used to watch the show and and I knew how important it was for the queer community to have a show like this on screen and and queer as photic as well um, because nobody was doing it. Nobody mm-hmm. was talking about our lives and yet our lives are being like, basically there's so many like 
different stories of, of people growing up in the community of them getting misrepresented or killed or yeah. just like beaten up or whatever um, because people did not understand our lives. They did not understand our community at all. Um, and somebody took the plunge and was like, you know what, we're going to talk about it in a mainstream media. And it opened so many people's eyes. I feel like it opens a lot of parents' eyes as well. Yeah. Like, sure, it was, you know, very raunchy to watch, but it was <laughs> it, it was very in your face. And it's just like, this is, I mean, everyone, like, has this situation. Like, everybody falls in love. Everybody has relationships even if you don't, you, you don't physically have like romantic relationship, you have like friend relationships, you have parent relationships. And that was all being said on such an iconic TV show, you know, which was very helpful for a lot of us growing up who felt like we didn't fit in, who felt like we must be like damaged or whatever, um, because we have these thoughts and feelings and it's like, no, we have such a world out there of people who are going through the same thing, who are feeling the same thing, who are together in this community with you, you know, and it's, it's, I mean, I cried when I got the part. Um, I didn't really think oh I was. Oh my God. What did, yeah. What, what did you feel? And, and how do you feel when you get to the set yeah. and, 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 and be part of this remake because I have to say I mean as a gay man of course what uh, why am I gonna watch a lesbian show you know or, or, or a show that is focused on the les and the, yeah, and the lesbian community, community. Yeah. but I, I watch it completely entirely because I have to say that I'm uh, of course queer's fault represents a lot inside of the community you know I'm not gonna say all the letters because they're not but represents a lot and it showcase a lot that it was happening, like homophobia. Uh, it 100%. represents the, pa the parent situation. It represents yeah, yeah. the promiscuity. It represents a lot, but it also represents uh, a lesbian couple having a kid and raise them and, and finding their own identity. It wasn't completely that. And then when I watched The L Word, I saw a well-done show. The production, how um, the characters were integrated, as well, that makes me keep watching it. Oh yeah, you know? glad. So I how mean, do you feel? How, how do you feel when 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 you get to the set? Oh god, I cannot imagine. Um. Well, when I when I cry, I legit cried, 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 cried when I got the part because I couldn't believe it because I understood how important not only this was for you know the queer community but also for the disability community having another opportunity to be on screen, you know, on on TV on Showtime for that matter, which is a crazy network to be like, has your first time. Um, and that was my first time um, acting and, and actually feeling um, like I was part of it already. Um, I was like, if I don't get this, this was an amazing opportunity. I'm so glad I got to visit the set when I went on my audition and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> and then when I actually, you know, I got the part and, they told me to go on my first day. It's, oh, wow. It's like a whole different adrenaline, like new Disneyland experience because they were all there. Like everybody was there. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I saw you on TV when I was like 13. 
<laughs> I was like, free. I mean, obviously, like I will you, die. I die. Like I swear to God, if I see someone <laughs> met someone, I'm in the same space as someone that was in queer's folk 100%. or looking, for example, 100%. I will be a truly fan, and I, I just mean, can. I, I, I would just... not. Like, I will not control myself. Oh, yeah. I was super professional, obviously. But inside, Carlos, I was freaking <laughs> out. I was like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm, yes, mm-hmm. And inside, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Dios, oh, my God. Me. oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm going to pass <laughs> out. I'm going to die. I'm gonna, I don't know what is going to happen here. Um, but it was so beautiful. And, I'm again, like, I have so much blessings um, that everybody in the – in the writer's room, the, you know, director, the showrunner, the makeup, everybody on set has been like amazing. Like everybody's so sweet and nobody's like, you know, mean to one another. Um, everybody's so dedicated and, and the story is very, very important for them. Like it's super, mm -hmm. that's like the first thing I got from them is how important the message is and how much they realize and they acknowledge how much responsibility they have um, to get these stories as like amazing as possible. And I can respect dedication fully. So it, it's, it's been, and then, you know, now that we got picked up for a second season, I'm just like, Oh my God. Yes. Are you excited? The Kiki is a lot. The Kiki. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot wait for that I'm second so season. I, I have to say that, um, it, it, it was just incredible to see and to see the representation actually yes. of you there because oh. <laughs> that's something that, that, that I applaud from the Elwood cast mm -hmm. production. It is to portray actually people and real people, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and the development of the cast and, and the character itself, they, they consider it a lot. You oh, know, so from seeing transgender, disabled, yeah. from um, being an, an old woman, for example, and the representation of that yeah. as well, which queers fall all the time try to curate, of right. course. You know, we're right, talking right. to another audience. Gay mans are different. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Uh, but but the fact of that, I appreciate that. And I, I, I cannot remind, well, now you can put in your resume, Mrs. I know, I know. It's trippy and it's like hilarious in like the best way possible. Um, but yeah, I am an actress now, um, <laughs> and it's it's beautiful. I mean, you know, I I every opportunity I get, I do my best to, you know, make my community proud, but also try to find a new approach to you know the whole phenomenon and and hopefully you know, inspire people who don't have disabilities, inspire people who do have disabilities to let them know, like, you either become an ally or you are part of the group. Or you ally. better become an ally, that's all. <laughs> <You better. laughs> yeah, I was saying in an interview recently, I was saying, look, right now is the time, and, and now is the time in our community, in the world, to be or to be better, you know, taking up that about Shakespeare, to be or not to be, no, it's about to be or to be better, period. You don't have any other options here. <laughs> You know, and 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 I think one of the, the the things that I try to do through this podcast and to connect with people with you like you and I am well, we have a date once I go to to LA Done. for sure. For sure, it is actually to to share their stories and 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 to and to 
portray an example of how they can show up better and how they can actually be more visible and create their own stories, you know, and don't let anyone define that. And I believe more than more than anything that it's related to you, I want I wanted to talk to you just because of that. You are that, you know. And I'm so excited that you are here with us and in and, and this planet and, and, and sharing that beautiful story that you met Beyonce. <laughs> I know, um, so crazy. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that, that we can do as a community to be more visible in, in your own experience? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's as easy as just allowing yourself to learn about the community, allowing yourself to listen to us if we have if we need help, you know? especially in the, in, in the queer community or any um, minority group for that matter. I think that there's so many shouting and there's so many screaming for help. Like we're like, listen to us, listen to us. This is what we need. And if you have the power and if you have the opportunity to help somebody else um, achieve or, or listen to them for that matter, that's where it starts. Just being available to listen to somebody else and going like, how can I be a service? How can I help? How can I use my, you know, platform privilege, you know, wherever the hell to help you? You know, I think that's, that's the beginning. I feel like from there you decide, but I think, you know, it's amazing when you, somebody reaches out to me and like, Hey, I saw that you were, you know, you talked about this on social media. I am, you know, the owner of blank or I am a news reporter, of, you know, whatever, or I have somebody who can probably help you or, you know, anything, you know? And I think that that's beautiful when communities come together and when people come together. Um, so there's, at this point, especially with social media, there's no excuse to not be an ally or to not, you know, help another community that desperately needs help, you know? Do you think that social media, uh, it can be used for an outlet to actually show up and I, I'm not talking just to go into support at an organization mm -hmm. it's just about just to like speak up and, and, and be part and be yeah, proud absolutely. maybe inspire something I mean I really like it frustrates me a little bit when people which you know each with their own you're not obligated to talk about politics you're not obligated to talk about you know disability rights or queer rights or whatever you know layer that makes you you I'm not I'm I don't have to talk about you know my communities I choose to talk about it because I feel like I have a platform that reaches a few, like a good majority of people and yeah. can help somebody out there, you know? Um, and it, it really like aggravates me a little bit when people have like this huge platform or this like huge audience and they don't do good with it. They don't inform people about it. Um, especially if them themselves come from a place of, you know, of, of minorities. I don't know how to describe that, but you know, if you're a Latin person and you're not talking about the situations that are going, you know, with a Latin community, that's, and you have the opportunity to like that. I, I don't know. That really makes me sad. Um, I think, I think, I think people should just fold. I, I was talking with Carson actually, and he was the one to actually tell me this because mm -hmm. of course you can be advocate, you can show up, but you can talk about so many things, you know, mm -hmm. I, I want to talk, about so many things. It's not even being queer or gay totally, totally. Or, or Latin or bring like people and share their stories. It's just, there's so many things there. So I think people can just like find something that can want, they, they want to be good at it. Like mm -hmm. Corson was telling me and actually st stick with that. You know, yeah. you want to raise more voices, 
for the, I don't know, the LGBTQ homeless youth, or you want to share more cases oh. of people that are part of the community. So try to get that niche, but try to do something. Yeah. Oh, and if, if we can inform with people, and I, be, I, I was saying that in an interview recently, because I'm a very stereotype guy when it comes with social media. I'm a really guy that is into workouts and I look like this muscle <laughs> queen. <laughs> yeah. um, and I came into the very type of stereotype and I know so many people by name with larger following that, um, or audiences that they don't do anything. I'm like, if you can actually do at least 30 seconds, it's more than enough. That would be great. Um, I mean, I mean so again, I'm, that's I'm like trying my to personal inspire opinion. That. Yeah, that's like my personal opinion, obviously. I just feel like people who have that big of an audience, like, hopefully they would do good, something good with it, you know? Hopefully they would nourish their audience with, like, I don't know, you know, with amazing stories or just, like, something that can help the community move forward instead of just staying because i love look i i love a good workout video trust me i love <laughs> yes. it so much but it's like now what you know like mm -hmm. hopefully you say something else different or or do something and or try to be part of a community or help them for that matter you know i think you know a lot of people should serve other people who may not have the same platform or voice or opportunity, you know, and I, the only reason why I took my career is in hopes of seeing more people like myself in the same position, you know, hopefully in the future, I, there is like 50 to a hundred other people who have disabilities on TV as models, you know, do astronauts. I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> mm -hmm. um, in, in, mainstream media is what I'm saying, you know, so that other people can also have the confidence and feel like they're not alone in this world and feel like they can be whatever they want to be. Um, yeah. Because there's opportunities out there because now there is opportunities and people are now looking and being like, Oh my God, I saw this guy or whatever on, on TV that, you know, he was awesome. Let's hire him for a movie. Oh, I know there's somebody else who's like him. You know, yeah, everything is connected. We're all yeah. connected. It's a snowball effect. Um, so, yeah, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to uh, finish uh, this episode, because yes. I can talk to you all Same. day. And I, I can, I, I relate that already. I, I sense that already, <laughs> um, which is nice. Uh, we're going to kick it a lot once I, I go to, to oh, it's LA. Over. That's um, it. I'm all the time asking, like, the, the persons that are with me talking. Yeah. Um, if you can say something to our community and say, dear queer people, um, what would you say to us? Ooh, I would say, dear queer people, hi. How are you today? How's it going? Can I get you a can I get you a margarita? Um, and then when that's settled, maybe maybe not a margarita. Maybe you want a you know Tropicana orange juice, which is like my favorite orange juice. No pulp though because the pop freaks me out. Anyways, um, <laughs> I would say um, I would say that I'm here. I'm here for you. I love you. You're never alone. And that and that's it. Actually, that's it. You're never alone. You're all we're always here. We're always here at every direction and every night, every day, every weekend, every parade um i think that if anything our community 
sometimes feels very alone. And I've definitely felt that several occasions growing up. And um, thankfully now I have a beautiful community of friends and people who I reach out to when I am feeling that way. Um, But if there's anything I, I can specifically tell the community is that this is literally all of us together and we should, you know, be there for each other. And I know that people within the community sometimes feel like their community is not helping or is not bringing their community forward. Um, and I want to say that even when you feel like that, feel that way to know that you're still not alone. And there is such an amazing, beautiful, beautiful amount of people out there who um, love them and understand them and will always be in support. If anything, I'll be in support. I'll just be in support of everyone. (laughs) That's one person. You're the best. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to sit down with you and chat all day with Margarita, with Orange Juice Not Pulp. I'll bring that up and then I'll bring some desserts and we're just gonna just stay there by the pool and just talk all day. That would be lovely. That'd after be a good hug, after all this awesome. happened, I'm like, I, I miss a good hug. I'm a good I mean, hugger. I haven't hugged somebody in two months. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one's counting, but same. <laughs> Gillian, thank you so much for being here. Um, it was just, it was just uh, a, a, a feel to my soul listening to you. Oh. And it feels like a home and it feels warm to actually talk Where to you, listen to you. <laughs> well thank you so much for having me Carlos this is beautiful and I, I appreciate this a lot and um, thanks for putting this podcast out there for people to listen <laughs>